This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. Welcome to the Wednesday week, a.k.a. the North Stand Top Boys. Good evening, afternoon and morning, everybody, depending on when you're and where you're listening to the podcast. This is the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast in association with the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane, Sheffield. It is the single greatest gift to food and drink since um, probably the big tasty from McDonald's, I would suggest. Um, (laughs) So, yes, we're recording this on Thursday evening. it's not Valentine's Day or even Valentine's Week yet, but we have a very, very romantic tete-a-tete vibe in the Wednesday <laughs> Week studio. We're snuggling. Because there is only one other Wednesday Weeker with me tonight, and that is the lovely Victoria. Good evening, missus. Good evening. Hi, this is cosy, isn't it? Well, you know what? Normally, we can at least persuade or force or blackmail or bribe um, other people to come and join us, but yeah. um, apparently everyone's got better things to do than, uh, than this I know, tonight, yeah. So. Joe Cran and James Kay, so much for backup, guys. Too busy. Far too Ab- busy. Fine, whatevs. Absolutely rubbish, but um, but not to worry. Um, obviously now everyone has switched off and decided they're not going to listen to this episode. We'll just, we can <laughs> we need on. them like Mel B needs Jerry, let's Absolute- be honest. <laughs> So, um, yeah, with with at least two of the members of the podcast currently presumably recording um, Das Deutsche uh, Mitvok, <laughs> Mitvok Week, or whatever they call it over there, uh, James and Fudge are enjoying themselves over in Germany at the moment. So, uh, yeah. So but we're not ho- together. How how random is that? Yeah, Neither of them knew that they're both in Berlin. <laughs> really, really good mates, they tell us. They're really good friends. I have no idea. Where each other is. Um, so we're going to try and rattle through things a little bit because you feel a bit exposed when there's only two of you. You know, we've only got okay. our own opinions, haven't we? Um, and we, mm. we can't just laugh at fudges instead. Um, so let's cast our mind back to Saturday where we went away to bottom club Ipswich. Uh, so there were high hopes, uh, even given the usual pessimism of Wednesday fans. Um Vic, when we uh, announced our lineup, um, Steve Bruce's first lineup, let it not be said, uh, of his time as Wednesday manager, do you feel that he named what effectively is the strongest side that, that we can put out at this point? Um, yes and no. I think he could have gone with two technically up front. Um, obviously, it was kind of Fletch up on his own. And the guys just behind him. Um, although that did change later on in the game. Um, but other than that, yeah, we were buzzing in the pub <laughs> when we heard it. Like, brilliant. Um, it was it was my first away game since uh Preston, I think it was last oh, year. Oh wow. Yeah. Good work. So and it was also my first day off dry January. So <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Amazing. 
Jono and Max are on the rounds and uh, I think there was a tequila involved at some point in a really nice, quiet family pub. So, yeah, I had a great day. So, so um, I've got a whole list of questions to ask about the match. Would you prefer if I just, just glossed over all of that for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can remember some of it. And obviously, like, we saw people in the crowd and stuff. It was really strange because there's a guy who's on the All Wednesday DVD that I still haven't sent you. I'm really sorry. Um, there's a guy on that who's who's really hot. And I mentioned it at Christmas. And my cousin was like, oh, my God, he's younger than me. And I know him. Never say that ever again. So it became kind of this ongoing joke that I tweeted this guy. Of course, I was sat next to him at Ipswich. Right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> So that was awkward because he's about twelve. Um, but but, but of, what, yeah, of, other than that, an old I, twelve. I've never of, been more a fit twelve. A fit twelve, yeah, fit 12. definitely a fit twelve. Um, and you know, then we scored, so of an excuse to get a good in, good old cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> there is oh, not a jury in the land that will convict you. Vic. You're going to be all right. Um, yeah, so I yeah I thought it was actually a, a signal as to how well um, Mr. Fox has played recently that there wasn't actually any reaction to the fact that he was getting named in the side. Everyone was like, "Yeah, strong side, strong side." So uh, Morgan yeah. Fox, I think you'd have kind of you've, you've snuck under the radar for long enough that you've now been in the in the same sense as Liam Palmer, just like officially accepted as a, a member of the squad. In so. fairness. Liam Palmer, Morgan Fox, Michael Hector, and... Tom Lees? Mm, don't know. Um, who else has it? There was someone else that did all right. Hmm. Oh, Fessy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> they, Yeah, that one, that short one. Uh, but I think Palmer and Hector, for me, were man of the match. Um, but I think Morgan Fox played a blinder as well, to be fair. Again, he's. I think the confidence is coming. He's not feeling like he's a scapegoat for things, and I think it makes his performance more free. I think he's that textbook player. You know, we we bemoaned it for the last ten years. We sign players who uh, who who can't live up to the expectations of the Hillsborough crowd. They're not they're not big enough players to deal with the size of the club and the expectation of the fan base. And I think he's like the perfect archetype of that. But actually, I think he's managed to play just well enough. And the fans have managed to just bloody wind their necks in for a, a long enough that he's got the confidence that he needs to go on and just be, uh, he's never going to be a world beater, but a decent servant for the club. So long may it continue. But I agree. I think across that back four, um, there was some really, really good performances, weren't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is with Morgan Fox as well, of course you've just found the squeaky toy. Of course you have, right now. <laughs> it's not just the two of us tonight, is it, Vic? <laughs> no, Rosie is here. Oh, she's dropped it now because she knows I'm talking about her. Right, anyway, um, I was just going to say as well, the attitude that Morgan Fox has shown, you know, he hasn't turned around and given whatnot to the fans, you know, a la Hutch or some yeah. of the others that have said things yeah. before. He hasn't done that. He's got on with his job. He's not been a big name on Twitter or whatever. I think he's got an account, but it's blatantly run by his agent or whoever. He's got a very private life. He doesn't seem to be in anyone's face. He just seems to get on and do his job. And his interviews that he's done as well have just been like, look, if I let <clears> the crowd get to me, I'm not going to get any better. So I just ignore it. I think, do you know what? I've got a lot of respect for him because a lot of people would have just walked away or had a hissy fit and just not carried on trying and he really has and I think he's done great he's a professional I think when it comes down to at the end of the day and you know probably he's not he's not the kind of up and atom guy he's probably not the one in the dressing room that is um, you know getting them to follow him as a leader but he seems to just be getting his head down and getting on with the job and uh, you know and that's at this point that's all we can ask for hopefully he'll um, he'll blossom from here on in but uh, you know yes two thumbs up to Morgan Fox um, and probably a little bit of balance back after the, the amount of hatred that has been given to him um, over this season. So, um, in terms of the game, you know, look, this wasn't a great game, was it? Let's be honest. Uh, but we did have quite a few chances. Uh, you know, Fletch uh, in the first half, uh, as the, the second half wore on, Fessy missed some absolute perlers um adam reach and reach, adam reach. Oh, let's you know we've got to talk about that one haven't we it's for all of he, he probably was the fulcrum wasn't he on saturday he did an awful lot of what <laughs> unlocked um the defense but that was some miss 
That I mean, him and Fessy, you would be hard pressed ever to get them to miss those again, ever, wouldn't you? Yeah, it well, was yeah. just the reach one was it. It went beyond physics. There, there was just no way. There was absolutely no way that wasn't going to go in. It only had to hit him, a la Steve McLean, on the arse and it oh, would have yeah. gone in. As it stood, it ended up in fucking Norwich. How's yeah. that even happened? <laughs> yeah, and it, it felt for a long time like it wasn't going to be our day. And, you know, those minutes were, were wasting away. Ipswich weren't really threatening at all. I think Westwood had one save to make. They had a one pretty decent move. They were um, awful. But they were woeful, they were weren't they? They were such a poor side. I think even if, like I said afterwards, do you know what? If I gen genuinely, if I see the Ipswich on the telly at any point this season, I will not watch it. It was an awful performance, awful team. That kid they had up front, I don't know who he was, number 45, <coughs> dreadful. Their left back, dreadful. It was just like a, it was like, well, it'd be, dis it'd be poor to say it was like a Sunday league team. That would be unfair in a Sunday league team. They did not look interested in the slightest. No. Lambert didn't look interested in the slightest. There was just no passion from any of them. It was almost like Jos Lahukai was up there somehow <laughs> with his PlayStation controller managing the whole thing. And and yet, Wednesday, for all of the, the possession dominance, for all of the chances that we had, it looked like it was going to fizzle out and we weren't going to be able to unlock them. Um, but for everything that, that he had done um, and hadn't, you know, hadn't resulted in anything for us... Uh, Unbelievable techers from Reach uh, in the move leading up to Zhao's goal, wasn't it? Oh, Adam Reach. Adam Reach. If I didn't love you enough before, <laughs> that run was just outstanding. Um, there were, I mean, there were a lot of passes and there were a lot of um, like long-range passes throughout the game that were brilliant. Um, absolute textbook stuff from Sheffield Wednesday, but... That was just, you know, it wasn't selfish. I think the Fessy miss that we saw was very selfish. Um, but not in a nas I don't think it was in a vindictive way. I think it was just him wanting to get on the score sheet. Um, but I think that Reach took that. He could have probably tried to do a bit more with it and got something yeah. himself, but he yeah. was not interested. He gave that straight to Zhao. If Zhao had missed that, well, I'd have just, well, who knows oh. what I'd have, I'd have smashed a lot up. That had been up there Honestly. with, you know, Nwankwo Kanu, you know, kind of side-footing it over from two yards. You know, it was on <laughs> a plate for Joao. And actually, fair play to Joao. I think he knew that he'd just been given that goal because the celebration, you know what it reminded me of? Remember that um, that classic goal that Cantona scored for Man U where he drilled it in yes. from like, the penalty spot and then he just literally and just, just, kind of, just there, like, turns and yep. takes in the acclaim of the crowd. <laughs> there is, there's no celebration required. It is what it is. Um and you know what? Uh, Ipswich were dead and buried after that. There was not a chance of them coming back. Oh, they were. They were dead and buried from the first minute, to be honest. It just needed, it we needed, needed finishing. We needed a spade. We, we, we didn't have a spade to actually we just start shoveling the dirt score. on. Absolutely. It was just, yeah, but we, I must admit, we were stood in the crowd and obviously we're all saying, oh, it's not been our day today, but, you know, we're we're all buzzing. The, the, obviously, you know what it's like in an away game. It's so much better than a home game. Well, you were, you were hammered, mate. Start. So you, you've been buzzing uh, for yeah. a four no down. <laughs> I'd had three pints. <laughs> so it was just such a good atmosphere and everyone was loving it. And there were all these new songs that I've not heard, you know, for all the new signings and whatever. And then... Max, who obviously we know from the Riverside Cafe and and all Wednesday DVD, um, said to me, was like, wouldn't this be great if we just shithoused a 1-0 win in the last minute? And then it just happened. And I've never seen someone look so delighted. This little look <laughs> on his face. And then all hell just broke loose. Like I had a leg over one seat. I Hello. Hey, hang on. Calm down. I know. I told a 12-year-old in one hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just such, it was one of those moments that you couldn't, like it was a proper, if it had happened against us, it would have been a proper Sheffield Wednesday moment. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? And we've had plenty it of that. It would have been, we? oh, typical. Yeah. But brilliant. Buzzing. So, Made the nine hour round trip worth it? Oh, yeah. But, you know, 
You I mean, you pick them for a start. You could have gone Rotherham <laughs> instead, but no. Oh, oh, I'll do Ipswich away, mate. I'll crack on with that. Um, I've got yeah. no points, have I? I have to take the ones that no one wants. True that, true that. But hey, you know, pro tip for anyone else that's thinking of these long journeys, uh, make a weekend of it. I mean, not a weekend in Ipswich, that's just stupid, but it's an hour out of London. You can Who go would and, do that? You know, go and see a show, something like that. It'd be lovely. Um, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> so uh, tra- uh, my travel agent skills are uh, always available if uh, you want to contact me on Twitter. Um, so, look, we've beaten the bottom club, and not just the bottom club, a club that is so far below the bottom, they're effectively playing in League Two at the moment. Uh, we managed to beat them 1-0. Part of me thinks, great, Steve Bruce was brought in to improve form. He's got three points. You can't possibly criticise um, the performance, and you can't possibly, po- possibly criticise um, the way that he approached it. Does this tell us anything about what the next six games is going to be under Steve Bruce? Has he changed anything? Is there anything that tells us right now as Wednesday fans that we have turned a corner and things are now going to be on the up and up? No. <laughs> um, I think, you know, he'd been in charge for, what, two days before that? Um I think we're on the up and up because Steve Bruce is in charge. And I think he's one of the best things that's happened to this football club in a long, long time. And I I will go on record as saying that now, given he might lose the next eight on the trot, I still think he needs time and he is going to be a bloody good thing for us. Um, but I don't think we can judge anything on a scrappy 1-0 win away at Ipswich. Um, it, you know, we've said they were a poor side. We we played all right. We played fine. Um yeah. We're one of those teams, though, we've said it before, you know, although it probably doesn't count at the moment, but we could play Chelsea, for example, the other week. And yeah, all right, we lost and we got, you know, we got battered, but we we stepped up. We played all right. We'll play Ipswich and we won't play at that same level as we did against Chelsea. And I don't really understand what the connection is. I don't really know where we lose it, but we always seem to do it. We always seem to step up when we need to. And like I said, yeah, I know we lost, um, but... I don't think it's a sign of anything Steve Bruce has got to bring yet. I think he needs this week will do him good. And I think Saturday we will see a proper Steve Bruce side. It's going to be interesting to see, isn't it, whether he changes things in terms of um, the style of play. You know, we, we've already heard some bits and bats out of the training ground. Lucas Schwau has said that um, he's, he's working an awful lot more on um, fitness and making sure that the team are going to run harder. It sounds a bit Gary Megson-ish. Um, but equally, you know, as, as Joao points out, this is the first time he's ever played under an English manager. And there probably is a bit of a culture change happening at Wednesday because um, uh, traditional English managers, and Bruce absolutely is one of those, are very different beasts to uh, the kind of you know, continental coaches that we've had for the last you know, three, four years. So it is going to be really interesting to see. But um, I'd be really shocked if Bruce changes things too much. Uh, certainly, in terms of personnel, we might you might see a different style of play. You might see us um, playing a more traditional style of British football. But uh, I can't imagine the, the the personnel changing too much. Although we've signed three new players, um, and they're obviously going to be used in some capacity. It's uh, it's really fascinating right now to see what's going to happen. But uh, but you know, three points, one game, job well done. And a, you know, and then a decent full week to get prepared for what comes and uh, uh, you know what what's in the future we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, Vic, anything else to add from Ipswich? How did the, how did the day end? Did you carry on drinking after the game? Uh, no, no, we didn't. We got into the car um, and sat in a car park for about an hour and a half, and then had a mad drive back to Doncaster. We got stuck on one of the roads because there was an accident, and I made my train with 30 seconds to spare <laughs> back to Sheffield. But it was a really good day, it was, and it made me realise how much I just miss away games yeah. so much. Um, it also, there was something that came out of this and I, I'm not proud, um, but if anyone wants to tweet me for my link, I will happily give it you. Um, Max, who was in the car with us, was playing a game called Coin Master. Now, I don't know if you've ever played Coin Master, Ed, but it's nope. awful. It is the most addictive, horrendous game. It makes no sense. All the way there, we were taking the mick out of him for being on this stupid app. 
Right. Four hour drive back. It's all I did. Um, and now I can't sleep. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to waste all my savings in iTunes uh, points. <laughs> and yeah, it's just so if anyone wants my Coinmaster link, uh, I get 43 spins. That would be brilliant. But that is officially the worst thing that's ever come out of an away game for me because now I feel like I can't sleep without just seeing coins. Um, so that puts the Ipswich game to bed. Wednesday move up the table. Um, we haven't really moved up that much, but we're back within striking distance of that mid-table. And you know what? A, a few more points and maybe the stupid fickle Wednesday fans that we mediocrity. Yeah, no, don't worry. As soon as we get to, like, if we hit 11th, um, the Wednesday fan base will just do their complete 180 degree switch and start chatting that we're going to, you know, get automatic promotion. And I can't wait for that. I look forward to it. Um, so uh, the Wednesday week <laughs> in association, as always, with the Riverside Cafe and Catch by Lane Hillsborough, our wonderful sponsors. Um, we've got a home game on Saturday. So head down there before the game. You won't be disappointed. Great food, great drink, outside bar, good company, and uh, the chance of meeting um, some very, very small time Wednesday week style celebrities. Um, on to the news. <laughs> yeah, I don't really call us celebrities, just people. Um, on to the news. Uh, Club 1867. Vic. If I say those two words to you, Club 1867, what's your immediate reaction? No? Absolutely no idea. Okay, so Club Club 1867 uh, is Dave series uh, latest ruse to try and circumvent financial fair play, uh, profit and sustainability, as they now call it. The idea is you pay... um, in advance, a big old chunk of cash. You can choose one year's worth or five years worth. It ranges all the way up to like two and a half grand for a person, okay? For that, you get the guarantee that as and when we get promoted to the Premier League, we get that number of years of free season tickets. So if you put in 2,200... Even if you go down. Yeah, even if we go down, um, you get guaranteed (laughs) those five years of season tickets, um... If they all come together, brilliant. If you go, we stay up for a year, they go down and go back up again. Whenever we're in the Premier League, for that number of years, you get free season tickets. And also, you get a discount against your season tickets while we're still in the Championship. And also, you get 230 priority points, i.e. the equivalent of an extra season ticket, every year that, um, that you sign up for the scheme. So... It's a lot of money. Let's not beat about the bush. That is effectively paying for your season tickets five years in advance. However, if you are a committed Sheffield Wednesday fan, it's going to be the cheapest way of getting tickets. Irrespective of whether we ever get to the Premier League or not, um, we're still going to get cheaper season tickets. And eventually when we do get to the Premier League, we can leverage this stuff. Can you, Vic, ever imagine a time in, let's say, the next 10 years, in the next decade, can you imagine a scenario, you know, barring illness, injury, something that prevents you from going, that you're not going to be a season ticket holder at Hillsborough? Um, <laughs> you're talking to the person who's getting the house revalued tomorrow. No, exactly. Not. Mortgage. Absolutely. Um, but even uh, everyone has pressures, don't they? They do, yeah. I get, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm not in a position to do it. I, I looked at the no percent finance thing because I'm a moron, and yeah. realised, yeah, it's not percent finance, but it's over the course of like three months. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not going to happen. Um, for me, it's just impossible. Um, obviously, you know, my mum and dad have been going since the seventies, and my dad's obviously been poorly recently. He's now had to retire through illness, so it's not possible for them. Um, I think if it's possible for you and you can do it and you have that money, good on you. And I wish you all the best with it. For little old me in a three-bedroom terrace in Hillsborough, I ain't got two grand sat around in an account to just gamble. I ain't yeah. got two grand sat around in an account, full stop. But I haven't got one to just gamble on the fact that maybe I'll get a Premier League ticket one day. I, I don't have that. Um, 
So for me, it's an absolute no, but I, I get it. And I think if people can afford to do it, then that's absolutely brilliant. It's almost at the uh, point where it's... You're, it, you're absolutely loaded. Are you doing it for authority? Uh, uh, no, because uh, even, even that is too, <laughs> well, way, way too much of a gamble uh, for me. But it is, it, it's honestly, it's almost at the point, and I've thought about this a lot today because it, it almost is a no-brainer if you are one of those fans, and I think a lot of the people listening to the, the podcast feel this way, and I certainly feel this way, and I don't know whether I'm going to change my mind, but that's the way that I feel. I can't imagine the next 10 years without me having my season ticket. So therefore, that little voice in the back of my head saying, if you do this, you're going to get your season ticket, irrespective of whether we get to the Premier League or not, at a a much cheaper price than you would be paying anyway, and you are going to be paying it, so there's there's no what is. But isn't that counterbalanced by the two and a half grand? Yes, there is. But then, if we so do get to the paying... if we do get yeah. to the Premier League, and as much as it has been a bloody long old rocky road, there's there is still a good chance that in the next ten years we are going to get to the Premier League. Then you're getting your free season ticket. Um, I think what I've come down to as a as a conclusion is that if you've got that money sat around, it's almost stupid not to do it. If you don't have that money sat around, it is way too much of a gamble to do it. Um, does that mean that they've pitched it perfectly or does that mean that they've pitched it the worst way possible? Because basically everyone who's got money thinks it's a rip-off and everyone who doesn't have money thinks, well, I can't afford it anyway. I don't know. but I'd be I... interested to know how much research went into it. So coming at it from a marketing geek perspective... Um, have we done? I I know I haven't filled anything in, but have we done a re- uh, a survey of the fans of their average income, of their average home ownership, of their marital status, of their yeah. children, their dependents? Have we done that? Because you know we might not have, and that's you know that's not ridiculous to not have done. Um, but surely that would be the way that we would plan something like this. I just for me, it's just it's a lot of money and it's just if my dad like my dad still buys my season ticket he won't do it next year now i pit 30 that's mm. it he said that 18 mm. and i know no bastard it's kept going uh but now he's closed his business so he's no longer taking clients to the football um so <laughs> so um <laughs> There's no, no that relief really <laughs> nah. bill does um, not do that for tax reasons if you think about it, if you think my, like my dad you know, he's a well-off guy. He's worked bloody hard for his money over the years, as has my mum. Um, and that would be, for the three of us, seven and a half grand with literally yep. fuck all to show for it. Absolutely. That's, that's a lot of money. That is like a wedding. And Christ knows he's paid out for a few of them in this town. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's it's so much money. Um, you know, my mum and dad are at an age now as well that, you know, they are par- probably the target audience for this, you know. Mid-20s, yeah. Coming in, yeah. Mid, mid to late 20s. Um, the, my dad's at retirement age, and like I said, he has retired through ill health. My mum's coming up to retirement. They've got disposable income. They are wanting to do things more. But they are now going six weeks to New Orleans because they can. Why would they use the money that they're going to do the trip of a lifetime on a possible season ticket in the next twenty years? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't. It doesn't add up to me. If think, if he was targeting your Daniel Poodles or your Sam Hutchinsons of the world, brilliant. But we're not all earning forty grand a week, are we? No, I, I think maybe the best thing that could come out of this is that um, we see a sea change in the attitude, and actually they say, you know what? What we want to do is get. Um, you know, 30,000 fans in Hillsborough every single match and we're going to have a better commercial offering. So we're going to make lots of ancillary money, um, but maybe not try and do these, you know, target these big hitters. Uh, You know, we all know what it's for as well. Exactly. We all know why. We know why. So why not bring out a, I don't know, a fucking key ring or a T-shirt or, you know, that crappy... United shirt that they did years ago with the names all sewn in. Yeah. Why not bring yeah, one yeah. of them out and charge 150 quid for it? I'd probably buy one of those. Oh, an and Owen, so Owen Morrison Toby A lot more people. Uh, yeah, exactly. And a Danny Wilson Toby jug. Yeah, we'd love them. Like, love do them all, all that, but do a, a really fancy shirt at 150 quid and say, this is to get us out of financial fair play. If you can afford to buy it, buy it. If not, you can buy this crappy t shirt at 30 quid. Do you know what I mean? And then people will because people understand why and they can afford to do it. 
But two and a half grand or even 500 quid or whatever it is to start with, it's a lot of money on just a gamble. No, agreed. And you know what? Interestingly, the club have, um, have put some testimonials on the site. There have been some people signing up. Um, some names that we know that we're very familiar with. Um, and, you know, these are smart, savvy Wednesday fans who are committed. Uh, and I think they probably fit that mould of they've got the money. And for them, it just makes financial sense to do it because they're going to be getting the cheapest season tickets, um, you know, irrespective of what of what happens. And, and I think most of us are still quite optimistic that at some point in the near future, we'll get that promotion. But um, we continue to work towards that promotion under Steve Bruce. One of the key players uh, that he's going to play a part in, hopefully, an upturn in fortunes is Sam Hutchison. Um, Vic, I heard a rumour that Sam was doing an interview on Radio Sheffield tonight. Did you get a chance to listen to it? I have to admit, I only listened to the first 20 minutes. Um, I was driving home from Fat Club. That's already enough. If, you, radio if Sam Hutchinson can't get over, yeah. can't get over what he wants to say in twenty minutes, then uh, you know Radio Sheffield did, did the a terrible full, job. He did the full football head in, the heaven show. He you was take, brilliant. Just took He's calls just... from Brian the Blade. Yeah, him and Adam Moxley. Yeah, amazing. Strike up and everything. Oh, um, brilliant! He is such a genuine, genuinely smart, intelligent, open and honest man. And I've, I've heard him a few times. Uh, well, I've no, I've not heard him, but I've read about him a few times. And he's done these big name articles with like The Guardian, etc. cetera, uh, or the <coughs> Daily Mail. Um, he's done these articles and he's talked about his mental health and the problems that he's faced. And I think, you know, we can all sit here and say, you know, bless him and whatever else, but we've all faced mental health problems. Chris, I've been like sectioned nearly before now. Um, and he's just so honest about it and so not ashamed and he's so passionate about helping other people and the way he was talking to people tonight on the radio who rang in oh I just love him absolutely love him and he was saying that you know at Chelsea he was he was in so much pain with his knee that he would go home and he was suicidal because of the agony that he was going through and the pressure that was on him to keep playing through this pain that he cut out his parents, he cut out his sisters, uh, his whole like close family. And the only person he spoke to or had anything to do with was his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife. <laughs> um, and they, <laughs> not, hashtag not no, bitter. Hashtag the yeah. one that got away. And he was saying that he, you know, this this last year has been one of his toughest yet, obviously. And I said to my mum, driving, we were driving back from Fat Club, and we we're talking about it. And I said, the thing is, with this. Yos Lukai stuff, and I know we do. We soon enough, his name will be just dust, won't it? Yeah. But I almost wanted, to, in part of me, believed that he was being made a scapegoat for the whole thing that happened. But do you know what? I, I actually think he was just an arrogant, ignorant prick. The way that Hutchinson spoke about him tonight, and you know, very eloquently, not like I just did. But the way he spoke about him, and the way the situation made him feel, he was like, I got back into that pit. He said, and that's why I got so angry. And that's why I told people the truth was because I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. And I thought, Jesus Christ, it was true. This guy, this guy just wrecked our football club for a year. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything about it because deep down, I think all of us thought he was being made a scapegoat. But actually, he wasn't at all. He was mental. Like He was just insane. He was stopping everything happening. But... The other side from Sammy Hutch, uh, he said he went to the Priory and he learned all these different tools. He he said that he admits that he gets really angry when he's suffering from about depression. He was so candid and honest. And I implore you to listen to it on BBC iPlayer because he if he helps one person tonight, which I'm sure he did, and um, to come out and to talk about mental health, Obviously, today is the time to talk day, as we record on the second of the uh, seventh of February. Um, but it's it's so important, and we we don't talk about it enough, and we shame people. And um, actually, it's it's real life. That's what happens, you know. I, I've I've talked before about the stuff that happens on here and the abuse that I get and whatever else, and I've just had to rise above it. And I think I can't imagine that times 30,000 people on a Saturday afternoon or, you know, or even just by the demons in your own head for the fact that you can't do the one thing that you were set out on this world to do and you were given the talent to do. Um, I just I just think he just came across so well tonight and so eloquent. 
And yeah, I just listened to it on the catch up service because he was brilliant. No, I said number one, what I'd say, Vic, to you is thank God there's no Fudge and James here tonight because you will not have those sort of attacks um, when it's just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, and actually, I think it speaks for, for our club. It speaks to the fact that there's more than just, you know, tactics and organisation and that kind of thing. Man management is an absolutely huge part of this. And it's clear um, that Jos Lukai alienated um, and, 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 and really caused damage to some of our, our squad with the way that he went about it. And, you know, I'm sure some of the players responded well to that sort of disciplinarian, um, you know, my way of the highway attitude. But it's clear that Carlos built a squad that was very, very different from the one that Jos Lukai would have wanted to work with and that was ready to work with him. So hopefully, um, you know, Steve Bruce, who suckled at the teat of Alex Ferguson, let's uh, not put too fine a point on it. Oh my God, no. You don't image. Want, that that image. image is not great. Image. Okay, no, fine. We'll go, uh. with, we'll go with something different. Um, so Steve Bruce, who, um, who was on Sir Alex Ferguson's lap and uh, drank all his uh, meaty goodness. Um, that's not getting any better, is it? Uh, anyway, so let's just hope that the man, man management around Hillsborough improves and we can help empower some of the uh, delicate millennial snowflakes like Sam Hutchison, who uh, who obviously need a bit of a, an ego massage in order to, to perform. But yes, se- uh, February the 7th, yeah. it has been time to talk. We all have... Uh, you know things that that torment us, and it, it's really really brave for a professional footballer to put his head above the parapet and talk about uh, the things that you know that we all go through. But when you're meant to be this superhero, Superman, sports star who has everything they ever wanted, um, you know it must be much more difficult. So yeah, I play a uh, football heaven. Uh, the Thursday night episode it will be available now listen to it and you know we are so blessed to have an amazing local BBC sports production um, like what we get at, at Radio Sheffield and if you travel around the country you'll see that actually we're really really lucky um, even though we finally got rid of Rob Statton so uh, you know it's all everything's everything's better now isn't it Staten sorry sorry it's Staten it'll always be Staten um, so moving on at more Sheffield Wednesday news and it is ticket news. So our next away game, uh, is a week on Saturday, um, at the New York stadium in the middle of Manhattan, apparently, uh, against Rotherham, um, that has sold out. So New York. there will be New York in New York, concrete jungle, concrete uh, uh 2,500 tickets, approximately there'll be a load of Wednesdayites there, uh, it's it's a fun derby, isn't it? I love going Rotherham away because uh, it's there's still a little note though. Go on. Um, there is no intercity owl travel to this one. Oh, just, no, you'll have to How... get on tram train. However, you'll have will... to get on tram train. However, will anyone get to Rotherham without the intercity owl? Um, uh, so the other news. So we've got. Uh, Reading coming up and Millwall. Uh, after the Rotherham game, we play Brentford on the Tuesday night. Um, the club have announced that that is a special offer game. £20 for adults, £10 or £5 for kids, depending on age. So it's, uh, you know, as much as we've been criticised for those high ticket prices, this is going to be one of those games where, on the surface, not a particularly attractive fixture, and it's on a Tuesday night. But for that money, you can't fall off, can you? So get down to Hillsborough, uh, tell all your friends, and let's try and get a big old crowd um, because we've got a real good chance, haven't we, Vic? Uh, the next three games are all supremely winnable, uh, and then Brentford coming is another another team that at home we should be confident of matching. So would it be great if I we wouldn't could... judge Brentford like that too quickly? We've seen what Brentford can do to us in the past. Always, and, always. You know, they're, they're a very, very good side, and I think. We forget about the youth that they bring through as well the and the, the way that they just nurture players. Uh, and obviously we get to see Billy and the boys from Yay. the B-Sotted podcast. Cannot wait. Be great. And they, I'm sure they'll be getting an early train up so uh, they can do their, their customary uh, live podcast and interviews from the Rusai Cafe. Um, but that's a long way away yet. I'm assuming we'll be doing more podcasts, probably involving Fudge, James, Rich and the rest. Um before that, Saturday, 
two days from when we are recording, we move from an away game at the bottom club in the table to a home game against the team that is third bottom, that being Reading. Um, Vic, off the top of your head, are Reading any better than Ipswich? Should we fear them more than we feared what Ipswich brought last Saturday? Um, no. <laughs> I would say the championship this year is weird, isn't it? Like, we've said that probably every year for the last every 10 year. years. But it is, it's never it's not strange. been weird. It's a strange league. I think at the moment, you know, there's there's five, ten points between playoffs and relegation. There are there's probably one te- one player per team between playoffs and relegation. It's just one of those years this year, which makes it a fabulous league to watch. Don't like don't get me wrong, but um, I wouldn't be too cocky going into it. Obviously, they've lost probably one of their key players at the moment. I doubt he'll be fit. Is it Oliveira? Oliveira, yeah. Um, face is well in like five pieces, um, <laughs> but you know, by the by. Um, so he probably, well, I'd imagine won't be playing. Um, so he's probably a key player for them. I can't really see them bringing anything else to the table, but who knows? You know, like I said, it, it's just that league this year. They, uh, from what I've seen, it's only highlights. Um, they look pretty shambolic, but then I, you know, I looked at they've scored and conceded roughly the same as us, and at the same time, they are 13 points worse off. Um, that's what I mean. It's mental. See, I, you see, I, yeah, I, I don't see them. And that, you know, look down, look down their team, and they have some pretty decent players. Um, I can't believe that they that they are where they are. But then the table doesn't lie. Now with this side of Christmas, we can talk about tables. The table doesn't lie. Uh, so we've got to win this, haven't we? It has to be three points. Um, my feeling is that it will be. A two niller. I think our back four is our back five is are playing fantastically at the moment. Um, so I can't see us conceding. Uh, and you can test me, piss. Uh, if I get that wrong, you can come and have come and have a go. Uh, I can see us running away with this. Uh, you know, not not hammering them, but I I think it might be a, a cheeky two niller. What about you? I'm just looking at the side now because obviously I've not done my research. Um, Obviously, yeah, there's John O'Shea, we know that. There's Paul McShane, we know that. There's not really... Nobody really stands out. Obviously, Lewis Baker's a good player, but... There, there's no Other there's no that, stars, not... but there's they, they, they all, they've all got track They're records, a good, solid they? They're decent, team. Yeah. They? Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll be anywhere near as bad as Ipswich. I really think they are one of those teams that has had a bad run and... Probably shouldn't be in the position that they're in, to be honest. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not concerned, but I'm also not overly confident. I think we need to not pile pressure onto Steve Bruce and his way of doing things yet. Um, I think we've we've literally, like I said earlier, we've got one of the best managers and the best opportunities we've had since you know, God, 15, 20 years. I think he's the biggest name that we've brought in, apart from maybe he makes them to us, but not really. Yeah, but obviously yeah. Carlos was a gamble and paid off for a couple of years. But I think re- realistically, he's the biggest opportunity we've had, and we need to just just chill out. You know, we're not we're hopefully not going to go down. We know we're not going to go up. Let's just <laughs> just balance out this year now. I don't know what you're talking about because after we get three points against Reading, we go into the Millwall game where we're going to get another three points because they're 20th in the table. They're eight points behind us. <laughs> and and they've got one eye on the cup. They're, they're heading to Wembley, aren't they? They don't give a crap about the championship. Um, they've got... A t- Lee, Gre- <laughs> Lee Gregory's their top scorer, um, but he's, he's been rubbish since... Gregory. Exactly. He's, he's a Sheffield lad as well. And he is. Do you know what really annoys me is that he's a blade. So he really wants <sighs> to score against us every time. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I but... knew him when he was just an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> his story, honestly, he his story has it's never amazing, been picked up because he never got to the top of the Premier League. Yeah. But he is a proper Jamie Vardy of modern day football. Oh, he's, like, he's, he's like a Stuart Sheffield Pierce lad, style, born and yeah. bred. He was an electrician. He was playing for Mansfield Town part-time. Mansfield went pro. He went pro. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hold on a minute. Isn't that Lee? <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> insane. So 
yeah, he's he's doing well for them. Um, yeah, top scorer. Happy days for him. So right, so I couldn't get you get a, a prediction out here. Reading and Millwall together, how many points are we going to get? Two games at home in four days. Is it six points or do you see a banana skin? Four. You're going four. Okay, fair enough. Yep. I'm going nine. I think we'll get bonus points for how badly <laughs> we're going to spank these no-names. Forget them. They're done. They're finished. Right. <laughs> So that's what's coming up by uh, in between now and the next time that you hear the Wednesday Weekers. Um, we will be in the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane uh, on Saturday, probably again on Tuesday, depending on how quickly we can all get out of work. Um, we're nearly done for tonight. It's been a quick one because there's only two of us. So even as much as we like to talk, uh, there's only so many hours in the day. Um, any other business? Vic, have you got anything you'd like to bring to the table? Uh, no. <laughs> oh no no I do I do um I tweeted this tonight my friend's little boy Finn um has been growing his hair bless him he's about god how old is he now he's younger than your your one uh I don't know, he's about eight or nine okay. um and no 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 he's not he's about six um and he's been growing his hair and he's been going to school and everyone's been bullying him about having long hair and whatever he's kept growing it and growing it and growing it and now he's decided he's finally got the respect at school that it's okay to have long hair. So he's going to donate it to the Little Princess Trust, Brilliant. which is oh, where they make wigs that. for children with cancer. Yeah. Um, so I've retweeted the link tonight because his dad wants to not only raise money for the charity, but also raise awareness of what uh, Finn is doing. So if you have a look on my Twitter, you'll be able to find that and just donate a bit of money to him. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I've not seen him for probably two years, but he's a lovely, lovely little lad. I know his mum and dad really well. Um, and he's always just been encouraged to do whatever's, whatever he wants to do. And he has. He's literally, he's gone to, hair with, gone to school with rainbow coloured hair. He's, oh, he's wow. shaved the underneath. He's done it all. He's, he's gone wild. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really proud of him. So have a look on my Twitter for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody. And, and you know, if, um, if there's a link there, get your hands in your pockets. I, it, I think it's brilliant. We have um, a, a couple in... Tom's uh, football team that he plays for Saturdays and Sundays, uh, a girl and a boy, and both of them donated their hair as well. So it's it is a brilliant way for um, for you know for the kids to get involved and help other children yeah. like them. I've only got one little piece of a little nugget of Wednesday related information. Um, did you see that that Nigel Pearson, Big Nige, got sacked yes. this week from his job uh, in Belgium? So obviously he'd. Um, He'd been unceremoniously dumped as Leicester boss um, and then mysteriously reappeared managing a club that that Leicester also owned, like a sister club in Belgium. <laughs> and they signed a young up-and-coming star by the name of George Hurst. Um, Who? Uh, well, exactly. You might not remember him. He had a bright future uh, in, in the game of football until he decided to go to Belgium. Um I think he's now <laughs> scored two in 23. So now he's stranded without even uh, Big Nige. So, uh, oh, just wait. If he goes past March the 30th, he's fucked, isn't he? Exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm just saying, is it time for an olive branch? I, you know, I would, I'd love for him to come yeah. back with his tail between his legs and, uh, uh, and start again and, um, and say, you know, you know what, Sheffield Wednesday, you were right and I was wrong. Um, still, I still, it's still such a shame. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens now. Whether he he comes back to England, whether it's Wednesday or any other club. But uh, Nigel Pearson, Rotherham, Rotherham, come back to Rotherham. They all do. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, as I said, a bit of a funny one. It's been quite romantic. I don't. I thought there'd be more sex chat, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I know. But if we just stay on the line while this is uploading, then we can, you know, <laughs> just, have I'll, a only chat. Need, I'll, I'll need three to five minutes max. Um, so that is all <laughs> from the Wednesday week. Uh, as always, you can find us at TWWcast. Uh, James Marriott and Dan Fudge are gallivanting off in uh, Berlin. And uh, where else? Where else is he? I can't remember where they are. They're, they're, they're... Where's Dickie? Dickie's somewhere as well tonight, Dickie, isn't he? Oh, Lambs are off to you, 
Dicky's on date night. He's going to be in Lanzarote next week. I hope that's not a spoiler. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there won't be any Dicky for the foreseeable. No one's getting any Dicky for the foreseeable. Um, so yeah, hopefully <laughs> the. But uh, we're going to be here next week, aren't we, for Valentine's Day? Yes, the German the German Wanderers. Hopefully we're back, um, and if not, then it will be an extra special. Uh, romantic Valentine's Wednesday week special. Um, so, uh, Vic, if everybody in the world wants to um, ask you out for Valentine's night and therefore leave me doing a solo <laughs> podcast uh, this time next week, where do they find you? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Like, tonight at Slimming World, right, at Fat Club, they um, said that we could learn how to cook meals for two with their low sin values for Valentine's Day. And I was like, uh, yeah, just eat your both. Just have double so sins. So double the sins. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, I am Victoria1867. Brilliant. And I, as always, am at Sausage Arms. Um, don't ask the backstory. Uh, it's, um, it, I'd be arrested if I told Shit. you it. Um, so <laughs> February the 7th, 1995, so uh, 24 years to the day today, uh, Sheffield Wednesday beat Arsenal at Hillsborough 3-1. It was a brilliant game um, because Arsenal mm. were reduced to nine players. So we ended up uh, absolutely rampaging through them. It was a brilliant night at Hillsborough. Um, I think there were about 38, 39,000 on a, on a night match. It wasn't even uh, a Saturday. So... Um, yeah, look that one up. I think it's probably on YouTube, or at least some highlights of it, etc. It's one of my favourite ever games watching Wednesday, and it was 24 years ago today. Um, in the meantime, until we speak again, have a brilliant weekend. Let's hope the next time we speak, Wednesday is six points better off. On behalf of Vic, thank you very much for listening, and enjoy your time. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.